0: Heady Green Terrace is brought to you by Smart Food and Black Cherry White Claw and Red Wine Uh and Brooklyn, New York, and just that good life stuff, you know? Like, we've talked about this before on the show, how it's like... Oh, well, maybe we haven't talked about it. Uh, but We're like, going to you know, talk
1: about it right now. What are we talking about? You tell No, me we talked it about
0: we- it uh, uh, on the Bart Sells' his Soul. You know, it's like... Great episode. We have ups and downs, yet through it all, it's all kind of just magical and beautiful when you look back on it. You know, we had a weird January. We had, like, Omicron and stuff and i don't know it's just things are weird all the time people yeah. get negative that's not what we're about here no like i say, get that negativity the fuck out of here dude i don't want to see that you know what Like i have like talked to like people sometimes i'm like hey how you doing and they're like well we're all gonna be underwater in five years anyway it's just like I don't want to hear about it. like It's
1: great. Yeah, but like, how could you conceive of starting a podcast at a time like this when the <laughs> climate is so bad? What kind of world are you going to bring that podcast into?
0: You know, I guess, you know, it's good to kind of, cause to get my cats in life jackets is going to be really tough <laughs> when that happens. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I think that's going to be the hardest yeah. part of the apocalypse is this, Getting my cats into life jackets. And then the rest is going to be like, you know, I'm figuring like Matrix.
1: Yeah, for those of you who don't know, we're roommates. I've seen Nick try and put a costume on a cat before. They don't go for it. How are they going to react when you pull out a life jacket? When you pull out a life jacket?
0: Nah, dude. I mean, I don't know, man. Um, the cats
1: have been providing a lot of entertainment. I'll
0: probably get an Academy Award.
1: A cat <laughs> a <cat-a-me> Award?
0: A cat Emmy Award. Just for like... Trying to put the life jacket on Scratchy, and the big wave is coming, and like Bill Pullman and Will Smith are next to me, and I'm just like, "Come on, Scratch! Come on, Scratch! You and can I, do it!" And I'm just like, "I'll get the Academy Academy Award." Mm-hmm. Yeah, welcome A new to, award. Welcome to Earth, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> meow. In case you weren't aware, hey, if you didn't get the memo, I really love my cats. Nick loves uh, his
1: cats. All right. So here's this. You know, I was telling someone about the podcast today. I'm like, it's going great. People love it. They're like, give me your elevator pitch. And I'm like, it's called Hetty Green Terrace. It's about the Simpsons and everything else. And they're like, oh, the Simpsons. Are they still doing that? I'm like, yes, they are still making new episodes.
0: I think the Simpsons, they're going to make an episode about our podcast pretty soon.
1: We're in talks, you know, uh, we can't really give too many details at this time, but it's some big upcoming news for the show. Justin
0: yellowed his hair just in preparation for it.
1: Yeah. They said you're not appearing on camera. And I'm like, it's method acting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How can we get on The Simpsons? Just You know, bleach your hair. Yeah. Well, eventually
1: they're going to have just have so many hours of us talking that they can just clip out a bit and fit it somewhere in the show. And they don't even, you know, cut us a check.
0: anyway my name is nick salgo
1: my name is justin thompson
0: it's a damn pleasure to be here and one two three welcome Welcome to to heady green Green terrace
1: Terrace. hey what up how y'all doing hgt fan (laughs) hgtv
0: (laughs) what is that like the home uh green (laughs) the home green terrace tv home green tree (laughs) v yeah if you're still out there and you're, like, watching cable and stuff, like, that's that's cool. Dude, my
1: brother watches cable.
0: Your it brother? blows my mind. He has
1: cable at his house? No. He has a cable login, and he uses his phone to stream cable to his television. <laughs> <laughs> really?
0: So he gets, like, TBS?
1: Yeah. He is flipping channels and, like, watching ads. Like, it's fucking... 2000 or something. Dude, shit. sometimes
0: I'll like put a movie on a streaming platform and be like, man, this movie was way better when it had commercials in it, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, when you I, see
1: it all at once, it really degrades you. Yeah, quality. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, commercials were like the OG, like checking Instagram while you're like watching a movie, you know?
1: Right. Well, even before that, you know, you're just like, all right, time to eat, get a snack, you know, get up off the, the thing, get up off the couch. There was
0: something very nice about television that it kind of dictated what you're supposed to do. These days, we have so many options yeah you'd have really overwhelming
1: these shows it was like a scheduled thing like what you talked about and what you'd watch Like, all right sunday nights it's the show you know you know monday at work
0: you're gonna be talking about that thing because we all watched it so like a water cooler show is that what they call it oh yeah you just sit by the water cooler just like hey so i watched the simpsons last night and uh made me cry yeah one of those puddle jumper shows Mm -hmm. tonight we're gonna talk about an episode uh real tearjerker ending over here not not sad but like uh you know this is really i think this right here the way that this episode ends Mm -hmm. is in a lot of ways not i shouldn't even say that this is why the simpsons is the greatest show in my mind you can think whatever you like you know i'm not going to try to convince you that the simpsons is the greatest show of all time but we're going
1: to open a portal into your <laughs> mind, and so you can h- see the perspective that Nick is working from.
0: Yes. So, and I would say, when it comes to the music that I like as well, this is what makes my favorite bands the greatest bands: is the heart mm-hmm. and the ability to kind to make me. To I mean, I've cried. I've cried watching The Simpsons. I've cried listening to the Beatles listening to fish listening to Pink Floyd I've never cried listening to Led Zeppelin yeah uh, unless I was just like yeah. listening to like Moby Dick and just be like Manny why do you have to go so young <laughs> you know just <laughs> and then there's little Nick crying but um when, when do, it's just g- this just... little Nick crying you mean you a week ago <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was you, like, last week, dude.
0: What are you talking Say about? Say it ain't so bonzo. That's my song. But, no. Uh, it's a heartfelt episode. It, it really wells you up. It really, it, it hits that chord of just pure, raw emotion and everyone can relate to it because it's uh, uh, it's one of family and it's one of belonging and it's one of just, like, trying to figure it all out. And it's also about, like, the
1: sacrifices we make, you know, we think of things as like, you know, we all have dreams and want to achieve big things. But then there's the practicality of life that hits you and you rationalize things, move your priorities, change. But what you get in the end is like still something beautiful. And there's that's why we're talking about this episode. And it's it's
0: people, man. It's really it's really about people. You know,
1: it's about it's about the people
0: and it's about Maggie. Yeah, and Maggie makes three. That's the episode that we're talking about. It's season six, episode 13. It came out January 22nd, 1995. We are recording this episode January 27th, 2022, kind of completely unbeknownst that this episode came out like the same week
1: that's pretty crazy and you know i wanted to give some context as to what was going on in the country what was happening in the u.s in 95 when this episode premiered on january 22nd of 1995 which was a tuesday opening statements in the oj simpson murder trial in los angeles took place
0: wow and then the last one that we did was the end of the oj trial yeah right yeah that's pretty wild You know, we call the show Heady Green Terrace for a reason, guys. Dustin and I are pretty heady dudes.
1: Yeah, and sometimes the universe just hands you a gift. And I love pointing out these little similarities between the other episodes. We've just kind of picked and had fans write in and tell us which ones we should do. And then we can find these little threads that connect them all. And you talk about how hard it is to get someone into the show. You're like, where do you start? You shouldn't really sit and watch it, you know, in order, even though we know people that are doing that and have watched it that way. We say hop around. You don't need to do it that way. Just jump through. Well, what do you find? You know.
0: Yeah, I like that the Simpsons isn't a show that you have to watch in chronological order. Right. That can be a bit tedious. It's like I love The Sopranos, and I have watched episodes of The Sopranos. I've watched Pine Barrens alone. Yeah, that's um, an but, episode but you, know it, you can go back to and hop in. But, and enjoy but like a to movie. really to get into that show, it really is worth it to just watch it. Uh, well, in sequence. Just, what's
1: the storytelling device? Something like that. It's all on arcs, and it's very much like full of detail that follow uh, from episode to episode. Whereas something like The Simpsons, it's highly episodic. We most of us watched it, you know, every night when it was on right. syndication reruns, and they're just giving you a random episode from one of the seasons. So we try and pick some of the good episodes to point out well, to you guys. Well, and
0: you know, we we were talking about this the other day, how every episode kind of ends back at zero Mm -hmm. begins at zero ends at zero and that's like our lives because every day begins and ends in our beds you know and i use
1: a 24 hour clock so after midnight it turns to zero i'm like oh shit it's late it's zero it's zero o'clock i gotta get to bed
0: yeah do you once it turns midnight do you do you say that it's tomorrow or are you still like in today
1: i'm still in today you gotta sleep for it to be tomorrow yeah in my, in my opinion and mm-hmm. but i'll say this you know i have the 24 hour clock on my phone people are like oh ho, ho, military time who are you and i'm like no dude i just am an idiot and i would set my morning alarms for p.m and now that isn't a problem anymore
0: <laughs> <laughs> military time is like pretty funny what's just, so funny about it just like
1: oh, 600 hours
0: just like hey baby you want to meet for a drink at like 22 o'clock
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, real late in the <laughs> this day is
0: like, uh, This just kind of weird, you know
1: Yeah, it's great uh, So now we're recording this Just to give you a little inside The Terrace moment We're recording this at 2136 You said Terrace
0: <laughs> Yeah Ter- Terrace <laughs> Just want to make sure that that's what
1: Alright, how did I
0: say it? I just wanted to make sure for the ho- folks at home This is Hetty Green Terrace What did I say? I don't want to say the word because I don't want, you know, them to come. <laughs> you know, we're we're recording here in Brooklyn, New York. It's a really cold night in January.
1: We're talking about The Simpsons. If you just tuned in, we're covering... And, and Maggie, Maggie Makes Three, Season 6, Episode 13. 13. This episode was directed by Swinton O. Scott. This episode was written by Jennifer Crittenden, and this was apparently the first episode of TV she had ever written. Oh, that was really? actually produced. So yeah, a young writer and... Oh, wow. Yeah, great episode. Originally aired January 22nd, 1995. I think we said that already. Uh, We'll get into it. The chalkboard gag. The chalkboard says, Bagman is not a lit... All right, you try it, Nick.
0: Chalkboard gag says, Bart is writing, Bagman is not... Well, back... Chalkboard gag gag bagman in parent it- <laughs> all right this is a tough one all right uh, chalkboard <laughs> gag bart is writing bagman is not a legitimate career choice and the couch gag is we have homer walking in uh the james bond little uh, yeah you see down the gun barrel dumb, 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 the barrel dumb, dumb, follows dumb, dumb, him dumb, 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 there's the
1: james uh, Bale- james, a james bon. bond style music riff and homer turns That's around shoots
0: but he smiles when he t- shoots the gun and then you see the blood come down. On the
1: screen, And then that's the gag.
0: For anyone that's seen James Bond, which I hope is everybody.
1: Yeah, I hope you've seen like all fucking 52 of these movies.
0: <laughs> I would recommend seeing at least one James Bond movie. Pretty Who's your favorite f- Bond? Who's your guy? Uh, Pierce has <laughs> got to be my guy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, GoldenEye. Obviously, the, yeah. just that game. It's funny how like, N 64 got me into James Bond and wrestling, like, at the same time.
1: Dude. Oh, my God, yeah. So much of my time was spent playing those games <laughs> as a kid. Super fun. Like, I I would play video games for, like, sports because my brother would get sports games. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is so much fun. I never cared to watch it.
0: Well, who is your favorite James Bond? You know,
1: I I probably would say Brosnan, but I, I think Craig isn't bad. Connery's great, you know, if you want to go to the old I mean, old yeah, it's
0: really... I mean Sean Sean Connery's like oh, yeah Scorpio you're mad
1: yeah you got to go Connery man he's he's the coolest shaking old stead.
0: yeah I would highly recommend I would just start with Doctor No and work your way up I mean what do you got to lose
1: what else are you doing with your life
0: yeah you're listening to a Simpsons <laughs> podcast like you're clearly <laughs> here to waste time yeah. <laughs> You can watch an
1: episode of a James
0: Bond. You could be like listening to a podcast on astrophysics, but you're just listening to these two guys.
1: You could be reading a book right now. <laughs> you could be listening to an audiobook, which still counts.
0: In a year, you'll be reading our book about how we did it.
1: How we did it. The Heady Green Terrace story.
0: <laughs> High as I Wanna Be. The Nick Salgo story on bookshelves. Um. Coming this fall, presented by Shyman. <laughs> coming, coming
1: coming in this- 10 falls. <laughs> yeah. You, Nick, you got to pay back this advance. You, they, you, you said you'd have the book written by now. What are you going to do?
0: I mean, you know, we're going to write a book. But anyway, did we only do the couch gag so far? Yes. Uh, so Homer, Bart, and Lisa are watching the show Night Boat in the TV room. Thank you for letting us know which room. It's, it's Night Rider, but it's a boat. It's Night Rider, but it's a boat. And... There's uh, Bart and Lisa watching the show. Bart says, every night there's a canal. Lisa says, or an inlet. And Bart says, or a fjord. (laughs) And then Marge walks in and says, okay, TV off. It's family time. And everyone's like, oh. And Marge says, Homer, you promised one night of family
1: time of week. So Marge pulls out the family photo album.
0: She sets the. She sets a timer for an hour,
1: and the timer and starts everyone, speeding up. And everyone up.
0: sits, everyone sits with their arms crossed, just like looking all pouty and not talking to each other. Homer tries, uh, Homer tries to speed up the timer. Homer and Bart yawn, and then Marge suggests that they look through family photos.
1: They pull out the family photo album and the first picture is oh
0: night boat oh night boat it's a picture of the picture of bart and lisa watching night boat and then the next one is uh and here is the t here's a picture of the tv next to a mirror it looks like we have two
1: two Uh, And it's you see itchy and scratchy's on the tv next we see bart (laughs) riding the cat naked wearing a cowboy hat Followed by a picture of Lisa next to a castle made of blocks. And then the next photo is Bart knocking down the castle of blocks. Yeah. We turn the page. Here's Bart sleeping. Oh, and here he is dozing. There's a nappy time, Bart. And here's Bart all tuckered out. So it's all pictures of Bart sleeping. And then they ask, why aren't there any pictures of Maggie?
0: Homer says, there's a story behind the fact that there is no pictures of Maggie. He yeah, says, it's an interesting story. It was a tumultuous time for our nation. The clear beverage craze gave us all a reason to live. The information superhighway showed the average person what some nerds thinks about Star Trek's... Trek. (laughs) (laughs) And the domestication of the talk continued unabated. So here we have a flashback episode. Uh, we're, We're doing another flashback episode. This is only the sixth episode. We've already done two flashback episodes.
1: And it's the second episode with a Crystal Pepsi joke.
0: Really, that we've done?
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, I love the threads between these episodes... The writers come back to some of the same things and we love it.
0: Read between the lines folks, just do it every day. Mhm. for for yourself.
1: Yeah. You hit the gym, meditate, practice your instrument.
0: No. Just, uh, don't tell them what don't tell him what I'm doing. You no, know? Well, I'm telling them, you know, some All
1: right, well, let's not give away the secrets um, of success. Yeah. I think that it is, I think
0: it's good to look for patterns in life.
1: I think you are what you do, you know, and you're uh how you spend your time is what fills your conscious.
0: Yeah. Did you come up with it?
1: It's pretty heady, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Homer says it all started two years ago before Maggie was even born. Bart, you were Lisa's age and Lisa, you were the age part was
0: several years ago. How about that Homer imitation guys? Yeah. All right. Um, you want to do a take? <laughs> I don't have that line written out.
1: <laughs> I am Homer. It all started two years ago. Mates. It all
0: started two years <laughs> Hey, Mates. <March. laughs> Relax, Mates. <March>. Relax. <laughs> it all
1: started two years ago before Maggie was even born. Bart, you were Lisa's age. And Lisa, you were. The age Bart was several years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great. Spot on impression. So we cut the Homer at his workstation at the power plant over the loudspeaker. They say it's been taken over by an all-star team of freelance therapists. Terrorists. We see Homer bursts into Mr. Burns' office and he's fighting the ninjas. He like Mm -hmm. kicks a bunch of ass and he's like...
0: Like some sort of crime show or something.
1: Lenny and Carl are tied up in the corner with Mr. Burns. Homer fights off a bunch of ninjas and he says homer 10 ninjas eight, eight yeah <laughs> and then cut back to the family like tell the story right homer then we see homer at the plant and he's actually just waving his sweaty pits in front of the fan right
0: and then he cry like yeah he should really see a doctor
1: <laughs> and then smithers walks in and hands them checks homer's like woohoo finally debt free
0: yeah homer's finally out of debt with this one check and his uh his calendar set has different dates for the week. One is Dick Clark on Leno. Then it's Dick Clark's birthday. Next one's harass Dick Clark. The next one after that is out of debt.
1: Yeah, so Homer's finally out of debt. You know, what a dream. Honestly, where I'm at now, that's amazing. That's a great story. Great for him. I'm envious of this.
0: <laughs> debt is a funny thing. You yeah. have yeah. debts to you. Like actual debt with like money and then debt to yourself, debt to others. And student loan debt. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very real. Very real. And very real story that a lot of people relate to. And what do you owe to yourself? You know, what do you owe to the others?
0: Just like, you know, tear it all down, man.
1: (laughs) Tear it all down uh um, burn down the banks
0: so that's what this next scene's about is has finally paid off his debt and he goes to mr Burns' office and he just starts fucking shit up
1: he says what a lovely desk wouldn't it be a shame if someone didn't use a coaster on it and he'll say like <laughs> you know, he's like what a nice little office and then he, he pulls over the he dumps over the, the garbage, garbage bin and bin. like a single wadded up piece of paper falls onto the floor
0: and then he says i hope i haven't upset you bongo head and he grabs mr burns and he starts playing the bongos on his head yeah and mr burns says and then he says i should be resisting this but i'm paralyzed with rage and island rhythms yeah i love this so much and then homer just takes mr burns onto a golf cart and he's driving him through the power plant while still playing bongos yeah. On Mr. Burns' head and Lenny's and, like, Le- and uh hey, he's getting a pretty good sound out of that hey, guy. he's getting a good sound out of that guy. Homer throws Mr. Burns off the golf cart, he like rolls into like a barrel of uh toxic waste, and Homer says, That's for employing me for the last eight years. <laughs>
1: he drives the golf cart over a bridge, throws a match, and it burns down the bridge immediately.
0: You can kind of tell that this was uh writer's first time writing for the show. Cause there's elements of this episode that don't necessarily have a Simpsons feel, mm-hmm. but that's like, also like a really great thing about this. episode. Well,
1: again, it's a flashback and we're still having it told by Homer. Right. So he's still going to embellish in a, the way that makes him seem yeah, like he's, you know, having fun and really, it's like, a very
0: unique one though. You know what I mean? It, like kind of, it stands out from other episodes where some episodes, the aesthetic of it all kind of combine a little more, you know, this one, we have a lot of different backdrops because in a flashback episode, you will have different backdrops than you would see in the present. Right. We see you know, um, younger. We or, see Maggie. Oh this no, one is just two years prior yeah, to the years. present. So Lisa and so Bart are drawn a little same. bit smaller. That's it. They're just yeah. a little
1: smaller, a little cuter. It's two years before. And, Homer's riding around the golf cart with Mr. Burns and then burns down the bridge. Literally metaphor on the nose, much
0: burning down the house.
1: Then, you know, we have a fantasy. He's like, all right, now the time to go to my dream job. And then, you know, we see Homer's head on a beach and then it pans out and it's a duff ad in the bowling alley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great. His dream job is to work in a bowling alley. So
0: then he goes to the bowling alley, which is just called bowling alley. But it's called. We don't see the name yet. Bola Rama. Rama. It's called
1: Bola Rama. But again, we transition with this fantasy. Normally, we've seen the bowling alley before in the show, and it's called Barney's.
0: Barney's Bola Rama. Right. So we've seen that on The Simpsons several times. But in this uh,
1: episode, it's just called. And and, and we've
0: I've always thought about that, you know, um, Barney's Bola Rama, because there's already a, a very prominent character on the show named Barney. Mm hmm. But he doesn't own the Boulderama. There must be another Barney in Springfield.
1: Well, it's owned by his uncle, Al Grumble.
0: Oh wow. Al Grumble. Yeah, this and Barney Grumble. We see
1: we see Al in this episode. He's kind of fat like Barney, but he's got, you know, grey hair and a really messy
0: shirt. Like he's a
1: really kind of dirty,
0: grungy guy. Yeah. He talks like this, Bon, right? Like mm-hmm. kinda like that.
1: Yeah. He asks Barney if he can get him a job there. Barney goes over to ask the uncle and he's like, sure. And then he says, Barney, you're fired. You like, <laughs> show up tomorrow and bring three rags and a change of pants. Why? He's
0: like, <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> he trades his own nephew for Homer. You'll know. Yeah. So he trades them. And now uh, we're back at the Simpsons house. Still in, in the flashback. Table, but yeah, yeah. At the kitchen table. Bart's Bart, like, Bart, sta- no. Homer's sitting down. Bart and Lisa are standing by the kitchen table. Yeah.
1: And you see Homer's got like a pencil and a paper. He's mm-hmm. working. is doing says, dishes.
0: You're a pin monkey. Wow. I finally don't have to be ashamed of my father's job. Lisa says, I think it's romantic. Throwing the shackles off the work a day and following the dream of sorts.
1: And Marge asks if they can get by on a pin monkey salary. Homer uh, says, He's been doing the budget, and if they can make a few small sacrifices, we'll use regular toilet paper instead of the fancy quilted stuff. And we see like Marge, like covering her wedding ring kind of preciously. And then he says, And only one of you two will go to college. Mm -hmm. The kids are obviously fine with that, they know which one it is. And now we kind of cut back into the story. Homer is talking about celebrating. He's going on a date with Marge to celebrate their new life.
0: Yeah, so uh, Homer and Marge, they go on a date. Their date is they go to Krusty Burger. And yeah, you see just them. just kind of dancing in Cup the of car. Cabana's
1: playing, and they're in the drive-thru having yeah. a good time.
0: Then and they go then to they, the they beach. go make out on the beach. And Homer says, Marge, I've got sand in my underpants. Marge says, Me too. Let's go home. And they start walking off the beach and Homer comes back into the shot after leaving and puts more sand down his pants. (laughs) This is with this like big shit eating grin on his face. Sand eating grin on his face.
1: Sand eating grin. Yeah, and it's great that we see them back in the bedroom. Homer lays large down on the bed.
0: Oh but I have to make a note here, they enter the bedroom through what should be the bathroom door. So in Marge and Homer's bedroom, the layout. So coming from up the stairs, they're all the way to the left. You walk into the room. There's the bed straight ahead. To your right mm-hmm. is the bathroom. As you guys To know- the left of the bed <sighs> is drawers that belong to, I guess, Homer and Marge. On the wall... Right next to you when you first walk in to the room to the left is Marge's like kind of dressing station. She's got a mirror and like makeup and hair stuff.
1: As you know, Nick is an expert on the layout of the Simpsons house. If anything is out of place or unusual, he will know.
0: Right. So and then he's just
1: explaining that. So you guys get the layout right now. Does it make sense?
0: So then to the right, you have closets, lots of closet space, it looks like and i think maybe maybe even like some drawers too and then ahead of in the northeast corner of the room you have the bathroom which is pretty sweet Mm -hmm. homer hides some beers in the toilet (laughs) but that's the layout but that in this episode they come in through that bathroom in the northeast corner of the bedroom and um Bothers me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. You say
1: it might affect your final rating when we get to that.
0: I think it might wake me up in the middle of the night.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We're going to take a short break and we will be right back. Peace. All right, Nick. So you were telling me about the layout of Homer and Marge's bedroom.
0: I've said my piece.
1: So where they no, they should be coming out where the bathroom is what
0: they should be coming out by the it would be um, like by the foot of the bed mm-hmm. instead they're coming out on Marge's side of the room which is where the bathroom is okay. that's the door that they're coming through which is odd because you'd think that the animators would have known that but I guess that's also just them kind of being weird maybe yeah you know?
1: well sometimes it needs to work. For the the joke or the how they the want to shoot it. Yeah, the geography of the house. Springfield is
0: ever-changing. So
1: the house can change and morph, too. A room can be bigger if it needs to fit more things in it. A door can move, lead to a different part. Of the- it's kind of like the hotel in The Shining.
0: Yeah, well, I still
1: don't like it. <laughs> Nick's very upset. Nick needs consistency for comfort <laughs> in the architecture. <laughs> Do you ever, did you ever read that book, House of Leaves? <laughs> Reading. So where were we? Homer and Marge are in the bedroom, and he's just saying, "I hope things stay exactly like this forever." And then we see seconds later, and then it's Homer's sperm all tangled up, fighting each other, and they can't move forward. They're going do 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 and then one goes woo and swims right into the egg. And then we cut to the family in the living room, and Homer's swimming around.
0: Did you have this to be so graphic? Present, the, the present day Homer's pretending to be a sperm with his hands behind his back just waving just like <laughs>
1: did you have to be so graphic and he's like it's okay Marge they paved the way for this kind of filth in school
0: <laughs> yeah because we teach sex ed in America now sorry alt right sorry all alright yeah you're gonna burn the
1: sex history books yeah you're gonna ban the kama sutra
0: Jeez, it's I critical was, biology theory yeah it's really scary that uh you know growing up in brooklyn new york i don't really come across uh nick
1: you grew up in brooklyn
0: i grew up here
1: you don't sound like you grew up in brooklyn
0: i won't make you say that name <laughs>
1: Well, man, you know, it's like you sound like you're like Cali dude, like surfing and smoking weed all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we could go go get a taco after we ski. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm from Ditmas Park, like California. I'm I'm from Lincoln Park.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you're one step closer to the edge uh you were just what were you saying about being growing up in brooklyn you didn't see i interrupted you
0: i don't know just all these fucking pieces of shit you know (laughs) there's all these fucking horrible people that just you know think horrible things all the time and just want they, they want nothing more than for someone to like break into their home so they could Kill them.
1: Dude, I grew up in the South where, like, everyone fucking has a gun rack and, like, man, I'd love someone to break in here. Man, meet the rough end of my boom. It's just, like, <laughs> dude, it's just a fucking TV. What do you, like, you know, it's just a thing, you know? It's, like, <laughs> like, like no one's coming in to, like, hurt you. Uh,
0: the, this is literally what people are... Th- they, they, they fantasize they think about that people, shooting a person. They're, they're thinking about people coming after them because they want people to come after them so they can shoot them and kill them.
1: Or they've just been indoctrinated by fear, you know? Like, you... The media can make you seem like it's oh it's a fucking scary world there. Are people are coming to get you. They're coming over the border. They're coming to take your guns. They're trying to ruin your way of life. It's like, nah, man, everybody's just existing. You know, everyone's just trying to get by. You, you know, go outside, you see families, you see children, they're like, All right. You know people can be different than me and that's okay. My my but that's my, not what a lot of people feel, you know?
0: My my family has seen some some stuff. My parents growing up in New York Back in the day, I mean, it was not pretty. It was not easy all the time. My parents lived through some very uneasy moments. My older brother, Joe, has seen some pretty harsh stuff. He and his friends were held at gunpoint one time when they were just going to the store to like get a bag of chips late at night. Yeah, here in know. the neighborhood. Here in this neighborhood, you know. But we're still registered Democrats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, and it's, it's okay. And I, and I think a lot of my family when they hear about that living in new york they picture that new york of the 70s and 80s it was you know more rough uh, around the edges mm-hmm. and honestly it's great to be here you know it's like one of the safest large cities and it is just where, especially where we live it's a great neighborhood a lot of families a lot of people just making a community
0: the uh, album cover of physical graffiti is actually it's a it's a building in chinatown <laughs> i think that might be the coolest part of new york city
1: <laughs> hell yeah all right
0: New York's Abbey Road. <laughs> <laughs> is that why I like it so much? Any. You get me off topic. Um, <laughs> We see Homer working at Bolorama. Just really enjoying his job. Yeah. Uh, he's having fun. He's like tossing a, a urinal cake. And he's
1: just like, what's he mm,
0: Urinal fresh.
1: You see him cleaning up, shining the glass. And then. Uh, he's, <laughs> this is my favorite part. There's a. The ball polishing machine, and it is called the Shino Ball, and he dunks his head in there. And then Al comes by and asks him, "Did you polish your head in the Shino Ball?" Oh, Shino like, Ball, and he's like, "Hmm, no." And then Al like, looks at the reflection and like fixes his hair.
0: Yeah, we see Jacques from season one or two, maybe that guy Jacques who teaches Marge how to bowl, and he's all French. We see him at the bowling alley. He doesn't have any lines. We just see him bowling. Just kind of an interesting little tidbit for the show. Back then, there was no way to know that
1: Marge was pregnant. And then you see her like rushing into the bathroom and mentioning it being the morning. And Homer's totally oblivious. But he says, I slowly learned the intricate mysteries of the alley. Like where the pins go when they're knocked down. And then we hear the song
0: they, the pins tumble <laughs> down a metal ramp <laughs> in a big pile and then arms robotic arms toss them individually and then they're sent out of the building
1: into a pile a new truck pulls up <laughs> a new truck pulls up with a tree and then it is cut down whittled down shaped into a pin polished like sanded like painted and then hand painted with a little red links around it and then it reaches the end of the factory line a man with a clipboard inspects it and then you see that machine place them all back in the lane
0: yeah i think we got it yeah and then we see homer homer just loves his job and then there's this that little um he goes, I'm gonna make it after all. And he throws the bowling ball up in the air and it breaks the floor. It's yeah, it's a really cute moment. If
1: horse racing is the sport of kings, then surely bowling is a very good sport as well. Now we see Marge in Dr. Hibbert's office and as always when we see a Dr. Hibbert flashback he's sporting a different hairdo. Here he kinda has like the blade haircut, you know, the sides shaved with a little pointy top. And he says, Congratulations, you're pregnant. I'd take this as an unwanted pregnancy. And Marge says, No, Homer just doesn't know yet. So she's
0: trying to figure out how to tell him. That might be like the best imitation you've ever done. <laughs> Dr. Hibbert, do the laugh.
1: <laughs> Dr. Hibbert's good natured, jolly. We love it. Marge uh, is telling Bart and Lisa, In a few months, you'll have a brand new brother or sister. She, Marge. In a few months, (laughs) you'll have a brand new brother or sister. (laughs) And then, you know, Lisa's like, you're worried about telling dad, aren't you, mom? And then Bart's like, yeah, you've been hanging out here for four hours now. And she's like, I'm just hanging. (laughs) 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 So that's a good uh, run. Keep going. going. (laughs) What else you got? Uh, Now we see Homer's kneeling on the bed praying.
0: Marge interrupts him. It's a... Homer's praying to God at his side of the bed, which is on the left side of the bedroom when you first walk in. He's closest to the window. And, and that's like, Homer's side of the bed.
1: And he's like, not now, Marge, pray.
0: So he says, so here's the deal. You freeze everything as it is, and I won't ask for anything more. If that is okay, please give me absolutely no sign. Okay, deal. In gratitude, I present you this offering of cookies and milk. If you want me to eat them for you, give me no sign. That will be done.
1: Nom, 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 nom. Hard, hard, hard. Now we see Patty and Summer in the kitchen with Marge and they're swinging cigarettes. Marge coughs. The camera pans down to her pregnant belly and then we hear Maggie cough (laughs) as well. Marge talking to them she's saying she's got to tell homer about the baby patty and selma are like oh well, if he found out it would probably destroy him wouldn't it she makes them promise not to tell homer and they're like oh we won't tell homer
0: so then we see patty and selma in their home and they open up their phone book and she first call in springfield is to a Aronson, and then we see like kind of like it cuts and then, and then- and, and then, then to Zikowski, she calls Zakowski and then she says, There, Aronson and Zakowski are the two biggest gossips in town. Within an hour, everyone will know.
1: Oh. Yeah, so the joke is that, you know, at first you thought they dialed the whole phone book, and then it turns out they just called two people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great joke. Now Chief
1: Wiggum pulls up to Homer and he's like, Just heard the news. Nice work there, Homer.
0: <laughs>
1: That's pretty good, man. I'm proud of you, man. Thanks, dog. Apu says he just heard about the little bundle of joy. And then Homer says, the bundle is little, but I'm not in it for the money. And Mo, who <laughs> tells him, way to get Marge pregnant. <laughs> and then Homer's like, this is good and abstract, but thank you. <laughs> I do enjoy working at the bowling alley.
0: Then we see the baby shower.
1: Yeah, it's a surprise baby shower. And Marge's like, oh, no, but Homer's going to be home soon.
0: We see the women of Springfield. We see Reverend Joy's wife. We see Maude Flanders. We see their neighbor, who's Bart's babysitter's mom. We see Principal Skinner's mom. Women of Springfield. Homer bursts in. He's like, What's with all these presents?
1: It looks like you're showering Mart with gifts. Little tiny baby sized gifts. Oh, well, I'll be in the tub. And Reverend Lovejoy's wife, Helen Lovejoy. Helen Lovejoy. That's right. And Helen, is it Helen Lovejoy who says, congratulations on the new job? <laughs> yeah.
0: And he says, new job. March is
1: pregnant. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then you see him freak out. He pulls he, out his
0: hair and he's running up the stairs. Right. Well, he just has, well, no, cause he already has his hair as is. So we just see him throw like this. And he, he runs pulls out
1: the two hairs that he has
0: what do they say? Like Dad? something about Homer. Yeah.
1: You really threw a tantrum dad. And,
0: and he's like, like, well, that's not the only time. And then we see Mark flashback you- to March telling Homer that about she's pre- Bart, about Bart. He rips out some of his hair. He's got like a full head of hair then. And he right. pulls
1: out some, and then he's partially involved
0: and then cut to they're on the couch in the living room. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Marge is telling her Homer that she's pregnant with Lisa. And then he pulls the rest of his hair out. And then we see, that's how he got to be where he is today. That's the backstory of Homer's hair. <laughs> all right, I hope you're taking notes. Yeah, just
1: so you know, this is an important backstory in the lore.
0: Yeah, because you're getting quizzed at the end. You can't listen to the next episode unless you know. There's going to be
1: a pop quiz on the next episode, just <laughs> so you know. To unlock it, you have to answer all these questions. To pop and lock it, you got to answer Riddles 3. So now Homer's telling the story. He says it was a ticking time bomb threatening to destroy the family. Bart gets bored to go get it and he hops up to go get a snack. I think Lisa's going to the bathroom and they're like, well, you can't expect someone to sit there for 30 whole minutes. And then Marge says she's going to think about products she'd like to purchase and close their eyes. And, hum, hum, hum. and then it cuts to commercial break. I love that bit. Now we're back telling the story. And Homer's saying, all of our financial plans are ruined. And then his head swells up like a balloon and explodes. And then they cut back, Bart, let him tell the story. And Bart's like, well, okay, but I know funny. And now they're telling the story. Marge says that he should ask his boss for a raise. Homer goes to his boss, says they don't have that kind of money. Also, behind well, the boss is the sign. It says, you must wear bowling shoes on the lanes.
0: Oh, he says that they don't have that kind of money. And Homer says he's going to triple the business.
1: Then we see Homer uh, sitting at a desk. He's reading a book and it says advanced marketing
0: throws that one in the trash. Then he's reading a book called beginning marketing. He throws that one in the trash. (laughs) He's reading the new American dictionary. (laughs) And then we see Homer's marketing campaign. He's outside the bowlerama with a shotgun shotgun, (laughs) shooting it in the air, telling people to come bowling,
1: bowling, get your bowling, bowling. Then we cut to
0: Lisa in the present saying, mom, make dad tell the story, right? And March says, that's what really happened.
1: And he says it attracted a record number of fire officials and policemen, but no one stayed to bowl. Homer's quitting his job at the bowling alley. He's saying goodbye to everyone. Al comes and says they got him a gift and they hand him the purple jacket from the display case. And on the back it has embroidered. Sorry you had to split. And there's a bowling pin on it. What's he say when he's like looking over at the town, there's only one place that would employ a man.
0: There's only one place in town where a man like me could make it.
1: He goes back to the power plant and the security guard outside says, oh no, acid rain again. And then we see the rainfall, his new jacket disintegrates. And then there's a giant iron gate with barbed wire and the gate closes behind him.
0: Well, his jacket melts.
1: Yeah, in the acid rain. Well, I say disintegrates, same thing. I feel
0: like disintegrates is like dry. Melting is wet
1: dude that's what i said same thing man
0: (laughs) so he goes up
1: to mr burns secretary she's you know at a little desk in front of a giant like 20 feet tall portrait of mr burns and she says are you an applicant and he says no he's he used to work there and she's like oh you have to go to that door and then beside the door that says applicants is a tiny little door that says supplicants so he has to get on his hands and knees to crawl through
0: And then he comes out the other side and he's coughing and he's got all these marks all over his body. So it's like apparent that like he's gotten through some shit in the supplicant door.
1: Yeah. And Mr. Burns is like, Hey, crawling back. Hey, Homer says the classic thing to do would be to not, you know, really acknowledge it. And then next
0: we see they're setting him back up at his workstation. And thanks for setting me up with my old office. And Mr. Burns is, it's company policy to give you the plague. And then Smithers is like, it's plaque, sir. Uh-huh.
1: And uh, so oh, yes, the demotivational plaque. It's a reminder. And it says, don't forget you're here forever.
0: Don't forget you're here forever.
1: And it's on the wall of his workstation. And it's the side we normally don't see. You see it from the reverse angle. And it's above. The panel of all the gears and
0: knobs. Right. The angle from which Mr. Burns can look into Homer's office through his cameras and everyone's room. Right. And now we see him walking back home and he's
1: depressed about taking the job back and he says it's a burden he has to carry all by himself. You know, he asks Marge how she's doing and she's like, well, actually, and he's like going on to complain about the job. And then Marge says, well, my contraction started an hour ago. And now we're at the hospital. We see Mayor Quimby being handed baby. Then we pan
0: over. All right, all right. Hang on, hang on. So we're, we're, we're at the hospital, and we see Mayor Quimby, and he's got a baby in his arms, and this woman lying in the mm-hmm. hospital. But he says, this is incredible. Life's most wondrous miracle. And a nurse comes over and says, sir, I think your wife would like to hold the baby. And he says, my wife, where? And then he runs, and then... We see uh, old sea, sea, captain. sea captain, and he's there with his newborn baby. He says, "Yar, you're the catch of the day." <laughs> and then we see Maggie is born.
1: Yeah, Homer's there with Marge and Doctor Hibbert, and he's like, "Ah, one more mouth to feed." And Hibbert's like, "One more push to do it." And then, congratulations, congratulations, Mister Simpson, you have a healthy baby. Little Maggie grabs Homer's finger and he says, "It's a boy, and what a boy! That's the umbilical cord. it's a girl, yeah, and he says it's the most beautiful girl in the world and then Maggie puts in her trademark pacifier, and the family's on the couch, and they said, So you loved her right from
0: the start well we we you left out one really sweet moment from that it is Maggie's born, he kind of puts his thumb up, like, kind of unenthusiastically, like, oh, great. And little baby Maggie grabs his thumb, and it's so sweet. And Homer just looks up and he's like, oh, wait, this is actually really great. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's a really sweet moment. And the family gets it. And, oh, so you loved her from the start. Why aren't there any pictures Bart of Maggie? Says, in the photo? But why?
0: No pictures. Homer says, oh, there are pictures. Oh, there are pictures. I I keep keep them where I I need need the most cheering up. (laughs) And then we see Homer's office. His workstation. We see
1: the wall. And we
0: see pictures of
1: Maggie lining the wall. And then we come to the plaque that Mr. Burns placed there earlier.
0: And it says, do it for her. Because Homer's covered up the letters. With
1: pictures of Maggie. So that it says, do it
0: for her. And you can see this picture it's pretty it's pretty iconic mm-hmm. you see it in memes if you follow simpson stuff
1: yeah and it's one of those things that was definitely a moment that became memed you know that's the the show's always had a big internet following um you know chat boards message boards and you know irc groups from way back when to now being on instagram and now that we do just share so many of the iconic images as a way of communicating about the show this is definitely one of those moments
0: yeah. Anyway. What more can we say? I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, this is this is what it's all about. This is really what it is all about. This is what we were talking about at the beginning. This is what sets apart The Simpsons from other This is what we were talking about from band, the very first episode. From other shows, from other bands. Yeah, from other bands, from other experiences. It's just that tear-jerker moment at the end. Just, uh.
1: You know, it's a good episode's got to be funny, and it's got to have heart. And we set out, we said, all right, we're going to do a Homer episode. We got to do Bart, Lisa, Marge. And now we had to do a Maggie episode.
0: Well, I mean, how many times have you in your life? Because love is about sacrifice in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Not in all the ways, but in probably most of the ways, it is a a lot of sacrificing your time and yourself for those who you love. You know, and just, you know, the people that you love give your life purpose you know whatever it is that you're going for they they'll give your life purpose you know
1: and it demolishes the negative part of the ego you know that part of you that's all about yourself it gives you a, a greater reason to do things uh it gives you a reason to be your best self
0: mm-hmm, indeed yeah
1: so it's a fucking beautiful episode man and i'm really glad we got to talk about it
0: yeah me too
1: like we were saying earlier wait what were we saying earlier
0: <laughs> we, we, you know, it's just the heart of the show, you know, just these little moments. Homer and all of the things that he's done throughout the show, he's probably done more shitty things than good things in a way. Mm-hmm. But like the amount that he is just remains humble and you can see the connection that he's trying to make. Because, we do tend to make a lot of mistakes in life. All of us do like things that we feel ashamed of guilty about. It's tough for us to really come to grips with. And I think that with the Simpsons, we're able to kind of come to grips with those things. We're Uh, able to look at, you know, we're able to look at our mistakes and laugh about them and
1: that's what yeah we've talked about this before uh, my you know kind of idea is like uh, having a sense of humor is a sense of humility and in the show you know we get these stories they're kind of like folk tales these myths this, these things that we can really dive into and look at how we can apply them to our own lives and yeah the themes here like we said like homer's dream is to work out a bowling alley and the small scale of that is it's so ridiculous and funny and then he still is like Alright, well, I've got a you know, another mouthfeed, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. And it answers that question. Well, why does Homer work at this power plant? Why is he doing the shitty job for this evil boss that doesn't care about him? It's like, Oh, well he does that to provide for his family.
0: Right. And he loves his family.
1: So as much as he does fuck up, that's that's why it all works. That's why they're able to come back together after all the crazy shit they go through.
0: That's why it's the greatest show all time so there you have it folks all right i think
1: it's time to you know let's, let's give our final thoughts on this episode
0: all right what are you giving this
1: and maggie makes three so this is really a great flashback episode talks about how maggie was brought into the family and we i've touched on this on the show maggie is the greatest simpson maggie's kind of the best one well in terms of like her potential you know well, I mean? you know I, and there's that purity of her staying a baby and again not really yeah having anything to condemn her or you know the flaws of life and things you suffer and trauma it's kind of perfect she's just the best but the youngest one everyone is more powerful than the last especially in the female side of the family in terms of intuition emotional intelligence pure intelligence so she's the best one she has the benefit of learning from everyone else's mistake that's come before her we see that she is the smart the sperm that makes it out of all of the dumb dough sperm i'll say there's some really funny moments in the episode you see homer having a blast you see you know some really sweet things you see an iconic moment there at the end of the show i'm gonna go 4.5 donuts wow and they're gonna be applesauce donuts for little Maggie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do I follow that?
1: It's okay, man. You had I felt like you had something there, and I just was like, so, like, nope, let me get this out. And then I had to land that plane.
0: Well, this is a Maggie episode, so we wanted to do an episode on Maggie. So the first episode was kind of a whole family episode. that we started with Homer, and then we did Lisa, Bart, Marge, and now we're on Maggie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as Justin mentioned, Maggie's really fun. She's so cute. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, we got to point out how like tiny and little baby Maggie is when she's like delivered and she grabs his little finger. That's such a you like you said, it's such a sweet moment. It turns Homer upside down.
0: Yeah, we really have the, the uh, heart moments. And I think that this is a very unique episode. There aren't a lot of episodes that have the same feel as this episode. I am going to give it a 4.9 out of five donuts because of that one time that they walked into Homer and Marge's room through the what should be the bathroom. Oh, wow. But it was for some reason the hallway throwing off the entire geography of the Simpsons house just mm. ugh. really distracted
1: you from enjoying it, huh?
0: I don't know if I get any sleep at all tonight. It's going to be a miracle you know but all right i want you guys to take note someone you know they're
1: asking me like are they still making the show yes season 34 is coming out this fall writers animators get it right you know this is causing you points if you want to come back to how great the show was get the geography right i'm the coming after you and also someone asked me oh yeah well how can you i'm like how can you watch i'm like oh it's all on disney plus why are you asking me how can you watch it if you've made it this far into our show and don't know that you can just watch every episode on disney plus
0: Mm -hmm. i'm giving it 4.9 um munchkin donuts for maggie little
1: little munchkin donkey donuts yeah
0: just that little box that you could like bring to elementary school and everybody loves Mm -hmm. you for it everybody gets like a munchkin or two and everybody loves you for it
1: Yeah, you just show up and bring those. That's how you make friends. Next time I'm rolling up to a party, I'm not bringing (laughs) weed.
0: Bring a a box of munchkins. That's actually, uh, honestly, yeah. If I was at a party, someone brought a box of munchkins, I'd be like, all right, this dude's pretty cool. So you heard it from us. If you need
1: tips on how to make friends, show up with munchkins and maybe some weed too.
0: And be a good person.
1: Yeah, and do it for her. Yeah,
0: but like don't bullshit, you know? Be impeccable with your word.
1: All right. Yeah, that's one of the agreements. Yeah. The four heady agreements.
0: Mm, All right. So moving on.
1: Moving on. So that was and Maggie makes three. Now let's move into the next segment of the show. If you have a question, comment, correction, episode suggestion, donut recipe, spiritual advice. Uh,
0: You know, a date blind date
1: yeah a blind date suggestion a blind melon date if there's no rain you can email us at headygreenterrace at com. we have a couple of listener emails to get into i'll start this first one says dear hgt thanks so much for doing a podcast about the greatest show ever the simpsons you guys have mentioned several times how much you love the cast of characters that populate springfield but are there any characters that you don't like regards alan from townsville ohio
0: wow I'm going to say by virtue. Yeah. I don't not like anybody. Even the characters that are unlikable
1: are still funny. They still have lines that make you laugh, and they're still relatable in some way. Right. It's a really tough one. But if you got to go with one,
0: except for that piece of shit, Ned Flanders.
1: <laughs> Flanders. Flanders. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Flanders. Yeah.
0: If there's one person in Springfield that I hate, it's Ned Flanders.
1: What a loser. (laughs) Loser. The goody-goody. All right. You know who sucks? Who? I'll tell you who sucks. Kirk Van Houten.
0: Oh, yeah. He is kind of a piece of shit. What a loser. Yeah, fuck that guy. Kirk, Milhouse's dad. Yeah, not very cool. What a lame man.
1: Get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, you don't want to be like, what are you even doing? Yeah, get it together, man. You have a child. What kind of image are you setting? Mm-hmm. All right. So that's it. That's two characters who we, you know, I got to give them a piece of my mind. All right. So uh, I got a piece of mail here. All right. Nick's uh, um, opening up the inbox.
0: Dear Nick and Justin, if you got stuck on a des- deserted, deserted island with the Simpson family, hmm Mm-hmm. Deserted.
1: <laughs>
0: Which three other Springfieldians would you want to bring along? Kyle from Fort Lale Florida. Oh, kind of. The, that's funny. Kind of the opposite of the question we got here. Yeah. So
1: you're on a deserted island with the Springfield family. Who else, you know, survives the plane so crash? We got
0: three three people uh, that you'd want on the island with you to, you know, you help. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I could give mine first if you want. Sure, you go first. All right. So it would have to be Frank because he would probably help help figure something out, mm-hmm. and then Otto because he's just so funny and cool, and then Mindy for uh, personal reasons.
1: Okay, that's top.
0: That's your draft. All right. That's my draft.
1: Well, maybe we'll do an official draft of Simpsons characters next time, but that's good. All right. So I'm thinking disco stew. <laughs> why, why would you
0: bring disco stew? Because he's going to
1: get the party going, you know, <laughs> would, for morale. It's very important for us surviving on the island. You know, next we're going to get Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. He was in the Simpsons movie. You're g- <laughs> he knows how to survive. He on is a an Simpsons island. character. That's true. yes that's pretty pretty great right and then we're gonna get you know uh, hmm.
0: all right this isn't rocket science bro this is fucking springfield come on lionel hutz that's pretty odd but all right i'll take it
1: you know he's just
0: someone i i feel like i could
1: really have a beer with you know (laughs) <laughs>
0: uh uh yeah. Um that's pretty that's pretty weird. Pretty weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want any Oh, I don't know how it's just, he just looks like he smells and like just uh I, I don't I wouldn't want to spend any time around that guy. Hey right, man, well he's down here. Actually, you know what? You just answered my question. <laughs> Because Flanders is pretty cool, but Lionel Hutz is definitely kind of a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We figured that out for you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rewind it back. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for joining us on this episode.
1: I hope you enjoyed our journey uh, through the
0: Springfield metasphere. Yeah, and uh, feel free to text your best friend and ask them how they're doing. Yeah, do that. And then ask your text your second best friend, then your third best friend, fourth best
1: friend. And then send a meme to someone you haven't talked to in two years, and you're just like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And then you send them the meme. And and then
0: be like, "Hey, I've been listening to this pretty sweet podcast. It's called Eddie Green Terrace. You should check it out."
1: Promotes the podcast like word of mouth. Tell a friend. Write a review on iTunes. Tell your friend to write a review on iTunes. Say, "Hey,
0: these guys, Nick and Justin, their
1: their friendship is inspiring." And it made me want to reconnect. I miss you. I need you. You're I hung, a strength in I've hung life.
0: out with them several times and um they're 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 okay. We're pretty alright dudes. And you know what? You are too.
1: Thank you for listening. As always, I've been Justin Thompson.
0: And I'm trying to be Nick Salgo. Every day. And I am. I'm going to